Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, how about hour number two on a Monday? We hope you had a great weekend. Obviously breaking down the Texas spring game. Uh, a lot of NBA talk with those series underway and big injuries that could get in the way of a couple teams' runs. We will continue that discussion. And last hour, just trying to have a little bit of a realistic conversation. Just tell you what I saw from the AM spring game, but no. Apparently, when A&M gives out spring awards, everybody flips out. Somebody texted us, did the MVP also get a bowl of weed? How dare you? How dare you? This says the MVPs both get a bathed sheep as a prize. That is unfair and obviously a terrible old joke, and how dare you? This says it's like a participation award. This text says, hey, Zay, the Aggies are the only team in the country that's 1-0 and the season hasn't even started. (laughs) Okay, let me be very clear. The Aggies did not count the spring game as a win as far as I have seen. Now, did that happen one year? Yeah, it did. It did, and I called them out for it when it happened. And it was not fun to talk about, and it was embarrassing. But they didn't do that this year. They just gave out some crystal awards on the field after the spring game this year. Yeah, there's ways you could have went about it where it would have been so aggy and just whack. It was whack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It was whack. Uh, I see you Aggies on social media trying to justify it. You can't. Just let it roll with all the other weird ish y'all got going on. I was going to say, what's the justification? Because to me, the justification is simple. We're different. That's it. Just say that. Yeah. If you're an Aggie, just go, hey, stuff's different here. You don't get it. That's the whole thing. One of the Aggie mantras is, from the outside looking in, it's hard to understand. And from the inside looking out, it's hard to explain. That's one of their big things. Just say that. Yeah. Just say that. I mean, then then it would sort of try to explain what you did. All right, so we talked a little bit about that. Obviously, the big focus is the Texas spring game, what you thought of the quarterbacks, what you thought of that running back room, how about that receiver room, and what stood out. Let's get back to the discussion. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. And joining us on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline, we do it every Monday about this time, with Joe Cook of Inside Texas on 3.com. He's at josephcook89 on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. Joe, how are you? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, as always, for the time. It is Overreaction Monday. Uh, What have you seen so far from Texas fans and their reaction to what they saw Saturday? It seems like there's a lot of reaction to other people's reaction. I think a lot of the country (laughs) tuned in thinking that Arch Manning was going to be, you know, taking second-string snaps. Well, for everybody who pays close attention, uh, that wasn't happening once Malik Murphy came back. But uh, I think uh, you know the, the, the best part about this game is that there's not much to react to. Uh, you had two, uh, arguably two big plays, um, I guess with Jaden Blue's long run and Jontae Cook's long touchdown reception from Murphy. 
Other than that, you know, no turnovers. So no turnovers were given up and no turnovers were forced. And the run game didn't really have, you know, a ton of big plays. Just kind of one of those evenly matched games that doesn't indicate a lot. Uh, doesn't indicate, you know, one side of the ball being significantly ahead of the other, although I'd argue the defense probably had the better day. Um, you saw good things from the quarterbacks. You didn't see anything that makes you think, oh, my gosh, you know, what's, what's going to happen here? What, what are they going to do? And I think that was the best possible thing that could have happened coming out of the spring game on Saturday, in addition to there being no injuries. Yeah, good point. Joe, you know, Last year with this wide receiver core, it didn't seem like Steve Sarkeesian and his coaching staff had much confidence other than Xavier Wordy. I know Casey Kane had some drops, and as good as Jordan Winnington is, I don't think he was utilized like he should have been last season. But this year, you saw the A.D. Mitchell catch one-handed. You saw Jonte Cook uh, go on the sideline, even uh, – you know, even more, he had a couple of drops, but then he bounced back and looked good. Is how deep is this wide receiver team to where now Sark, you know, Isaiah Nair, Casey Kane, they ain't even play. Now Sark has so many pieces to play with. It might be one of the deepest wide receiver cores in the nation. Yeah, absolutely. Once Isaiah Nair went down last year, it kind of presented a, a problem for Steve Sarkeesian because they didn't have someone at that, you know, third wide receiver spot. Uh, luckily, he had Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson to where he could throw Jatavian Sanders out there and then an extra o, o lineman as a blocker. Uh, so to, to help those guys out, those rushers out, and still have his top two receivers on the field with Jordan Whittington and uh, Xavier Worthy. Although Whittington, at times, because of the spot he was in, a little bit miscast. Uh, he's not really a guy who's uh, you know best best uh, utilized trying to get off of press coverage. He's, he's good in the slot while Xavier Worthy can, can do that. But now, you know, you, you, you just mentioned it. Now, without Bijan and Roshan, uh, you're probably still going to have a, a rushing offense that you want to emphasize just because that's what Steve Sarkeesian tends to do. Uh, but now you have some more pass weapons, at least in the receiver room, to where even if, you know, let's say you're giving Xavier Worthy a break or you're giving uh, – uh, Jordan Whittington a break. Well, then you have Jonte Cook, who just made a great play and is highly rated, and you know moved ahead of some of the the guys behind him. Uh, that, that at least guys who were ahead of him at the beginning of spring camp seems to have moved uh, up a little bit there. DeAndre Moore, um, despite that drop, had a good uh, you know some tough yardage and and some tough plays that he made. Um, and then you have you know the 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 depth at that other wide receiver position with with Mitchell, with Kane, and with Mayor. Uh, so now you you have the the guys, and you you have the guys pretty much at the two deep level, to where you're going to be able to do what you want on offense uh, with a good mixing and matching of that top six or top seven. And that's definitely not what Texas had last year. You you could probably argue it went as far as maybe three, maybe four, which is why you saw um, you know the the tight ends utilized so much. So seeing the receivers do that, seeing them get open, um, seeing them make the right reads, you know, there didn't seem to be very many like miscommunication plays or anything like that. Balls thrown to the wrong spot. So uh, all in all pretty good. And, um, you know, we didn't even really get to see much of Javian Sanders. He was targeted twice. And then uh, that was kind of about it for his day. So there's more to, more to see from the tight ends. But uh, as far as those pass catchers go, you know, everybody showed something. 
um, and the the quarterbacks were able to make use of uh, the talent in that position group. Talking with Joe Cook of Inside Texas. Let's go to those pass throwers, Joe. I could argue that it worked out pretty well, I think, for Texas, you know, in terms of the way the quarterbacks looked. Obviously, Arch Manning um, showed that there, there's going to be, you know, progression to have. He was there with, you know, second and third team guys as well, but certainly didn't do anything to make you think he should be the guy. And like you said, the national folks thought one thing. You guys have been telling us what's actually going to happen, but I thought from yours to Murphy, you also got the message, if you're a Texas fan, that your quarterback has developed some things that are positive, and then if you need a backup, looks like you got one in number six. Yeah, and you've got one who, you know, sometimes in these situations, there are guys who lose the, the deep ball ability, or uh, there, there's something that you kind of take a step back with when it when you think about going from starter to backup and you know I, I still think Quinn there's a reason Quinn Ewers was named the starter obviously but uh, when you go to Malik Murphy you're not losing someone who can't push the you, you, it's not like you're going to someone who can't push the ball downfield Malik Murphy can definitely push the ball downfield um, and as we saw he can you know throw accurately uh, while in the pocket and, and make reads from the pocket and not be afraid to stand in there so he, he may have had the, the best game of the uh, of the day, um, I guess you could argue Jaden Blue may have had a good showing, but I, I think it's tough to think that Malik Murphy didn't have the best performance. And and that's even with Quinn Ewers going what sixteen to twenty three or nineteen to twenty three, something like that, and making good throws and making good reads and decisions. So um, you know that it, it does show exactly what you're talking about. That you know the um, excuse me, Steve Sarkeesian does have a backup. Uh, who we can probably feel pretty good about uh, throwing in in the live situation, and uh, that's that's a great thing to have and something that he's needed all three, all two years that he's been here. Mm-hmm. Joe, you know this running back room. I don't know if Steve Sarkis is going to have a thousand yard rusher this year, and not to discredit, you know, who's in the room. It's just they have so many guys. You know, everybody can eat. A lot of different guys should be able to produce, and that's the exciting thing, especially when you lose Roshan Johnson and Bijan Robinson. But with what you saw on Saturday, Jalen Blue, like you said, he had that nice run, even though he probably would have gotten tackled. They still counted as a touchdown. And Savion Red, you've been hearing so many good things about him in spring camp, and you. You saw those flashes. I mean, he, not, he might need to pick up a couple blocks, but he'll get used to that. What did you see with the running back room on Saturday? Yeah, I think you saw a running back room where it's it's guys almost fighting for what's uh, – it's hard for me to get a good read on that without Jonathan Brooks being there. I think that's a player who, because of what he's shown so far and what he knows how to do, uh, it's going to be tough for me to think that that's not going to be the guy – once, once fall camp rolls around, same thing kind of operates with Keelan Robinson. You know, he may not be a between the tackles guy, but he can do that, and um, he's he's probably going to be right there behind uh, Jonathan Brooks when it comes to you know finding carries. That said, you know, there's there's not that main guy like you were talking about, so there's going to be opportunities for for C.J. Baxter, and uh, you know, one thing to think about with him is that he's only had what he's been on campus for three months, there's a lot of opportunity for physical development with him uh, going forward, especially over the course of the summer when he's lifting weights and and getting the nutrition needed to 
put on you know some of the pounds that his frame can hold while still using that while he still maintains that athletic ability. So I think that CJ Baxter we may see come you know September is a different player than the one we saw the other day. Now he still has to get down the offense and uh, learn some of the you know new responsibilities. Whereas you know basically in high school they just turned and gave him the ball and let him do whatever with it. He's got to you know read uh, blockers and work on pass protection. They all probably have to work on pass protection. But I think what you saw is that uh, if, if something were to happen to Jonathan Brooks or Keelan Robinson at, at going forward, then there are enough players in the aggregate to, you know, somebody will be a hot hand and they can figure out who that is on a game-to-game basis. Uh, but I'm not sure if I saw anybody who's going to overtake those top two guys at least, you know, after this these 15 practices. Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas. Again, at Joseph Cook 89 on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. Joe, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Um, if I was a Texas fan, I definitely am looking forward to seeing Anthony Hill go after some dude wearing a rice helmet to start the season. Um, but obviously you can't go full blast in this type of setting. Um, what stood out for you defensively? What did you like or are there any concerns for you? I, I think uh, one thing that the, the stat didn't reflect is that you know, maybe that's this is a uh, result of having an offensive-minded head coach. Uh, was that there were a lot of pressures and pass rushes that probably got home uh, that they let play out, and that's kind of what you do in spring games. Like you know, probably in the film room, they'll go back and say, "Hey, good job, Baron Sorrell, you got him," but we let the we let the play go just so we could get this you know this receiver a, a catch or something like that. So uh, more often than was recorded in the stats or, you know, in the result of the game, there were some stops and there were some sacks. And uh, some of them came from Ethan Burke. Some of them came from Aaron Terrell. And like you mentioned, some of them came from Anthony Hill. Um, I, you know, I was, I was excited to see that Jalen Ford hadn't missed a step. Uh, there was a play early in the, early in the contest where there were two pulling blockers and he just rammed right through them and messed the play up. And mm-hmm. to C.J. Baxter's credit, he cut it up and, and made a good play out of it. But Jalen Ford knew where to go. And I, I was really happy with the, the corner play. You know, there were some some plays from even some younger guys like Malik Muhammad who, uh, you know, had some real sticky coverage on, on Xavier Worthy. And you saw Ryan Watts make good plays. Um, I, I really just wanted to see how the – communicative positions worked with some mixing and matching. And I think it did all right. So again, there was only two real bust plays. Um, and one of them I think featured, you know, there were going to be times uh, that, that, like you said, that tackle would have been made, but it was a spring game. Uh, but I, I, I felt like the, the defense was, was solid, not really spectacular, but solid and at a level they, they needed to be at it at this juncture. Joe, Quinn Ewers really looked comfortable on Saturday. He looked like a guy that's had a year under his belt. And just talk about the maturity from the hair to, you know, toning up his body. And then I love what he said in the presser after the spring game, just taking ownership, understanding he doesn't want to let the Texas fan base down. And we know how this fan base could be, but just – the fact that he took ownership in that and he knew that he didn't have the best season to put his team in the best situations. What did you see of Quinn Ewers on Saturday and just this spring moving forward from a leadership standpoint to his mechanics and the way that he's going about things? Yeah, you'll, you'll still see a little variant to mechanics that maybe you'd like to have short up, but 
Phil, he, he has the ability to, to make the throws even with off mechanics. But last year you'd see off mechanics a lot. Now you, you're not seeing that. It, it's definitely, you know, more often than not, he's stepping into throws and doing the right thing. And uh, I think a pass over the middle to Jordan Whittington may have been one of the best examples of that. It was a third and 14 something like that, and he just, you know, stands in the pocket and doesn't really have to load up. He just throws, and he throws naturally, and it gets to Whittington. And it looked, you know, good, looked good uh, mechanically, looked good all in all the different ways. So um, it's just a, a testament to that work he's, he's put in. And I think he does deserve credit because when you show up at, at a place and, you know, you've heard so many great things about you, whether from, uh, coaches or, or media and you don't really get a chance to prove it and don't have to prove it until you know a certain point last year it can be easy to think you have it figured out and that's what he thought and then he gets to a point where he doesn't have it figured out but there's not a ton of time during the year to make those changes he did during the bowl game um, he did over the course of the offseason and he's really grown and starting to look more like the player uh, that that Texas fans wanted back when Tom Herman was head coach and now expect to see when with Steve Sarkeesian as head coach. And uh, that bodes well. He still just has to prove he's got the processing ability down. You know, his ability to do the mundane has always been what what's going to elevate his ceiling because we see those throws to Worthy and we see those other throws to other receivers that he makes look effortless. But uh, he's got to be able to do the mundane and then you know use use that, those mechanics that he's built up and shored up in, in helping his, the rest of his game. Joe, before we let you go, give me a thought on this Texas baseball team. The good news is they win a series in Waco. The bad news is on the back end of this pitching staff. Uh, how concerned are you about what uh, what the bullpen gave up in Waco? They Again, they got the two out of three, but there was some sloppiness there. Yeah, that's, that's definitely – not something in, in the bullpen, you know, it's been a tough thing this entire season. Uh, a lot of, you know, I think even David Pierce has tried all different solutions he could think of just mixing and matching guys. Uh, you know, Baron Johnson has been someone who started games and then there he is going and, and closing it out and same with Travis Staley and same with Zane Morehouse. And, um, you know, he's, he's just throwing any solution he can find and, uh, at least on two or three nights, he, he found it. But, you know, like you mentioned, kind of just barely. Uh, got through Baylor, though. Uh, so I, I think they, any weekday matchup has to just be about, in my opinion, getting guys opportunities and getting them confidence. Because this is going to be a part of the schedule where I don't think they're going to be a ton of really, really challenging midweek games. I think they got Abilene Christian uh, on Wednesday. I don't even know if they have to travel again for a midweek game. So these are going to be opportunities to either extend some guys, maybe get them three, maybe get them four innings, but that's probably the cap of it. And I think that's going to be where you see David Pierce just really try to get guys opportunities to build confidence, kind of like they did you know, during the uh, pre-Big 12 schedule. And we saw how much that helped the offense, how much it helped the defense to where they're still sitting atop the Big 12 uh, halfway through their conference slate. So, um, you know, that's going to be the thing that really impacts how far the season can go is which bullpen pitchers can provide the, the stability needed um, and who can, who can be trusted to close things out at the end of games because that's still been a, a question 
uh, at times, as we saw all three days this weekend. And it is uh, ACU coming up on Wednesday for Texas, so no Tuesday game this week. It's a Wednesday uh, game over at the Dish, 6.30 start on Wednesday. That's Joe Cook inside Texas on 3.com. He's at JosephCook89 on Twitter. Hey, hey, Joe, before you go, do you know who won the awards for the spring game this weekend? Oh, here we go. Do, do you know? I don't just, know if this, uh, this. I don't know if the school we cover issues spring game awards. Ah, okay. Just make a show. Just make sure we didn't miss nothing. You know. I just want to make sure we're clear. These are not spring game awards. They were spring football awards, like the full oh, breadth oh, of spring oh, practice. Okay. That's a lot of practice, fellas. That's a lot of work. That's what these awards are for. <laughs> I've always heard that if you have to explain yourself, that it does it kind of lessens the impact of of what you're trying to mm-hmm. the point you're trying to make. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> like, I hear that too, Joe. Like I always say, Joe, don't ever bring logic to an Aggie fight. Sometimes that's not going to be a good thing. Uh, that is Joe Cook. We appreciate it as always, brother. Have a good week. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Much appreciated. Thanks, Joe. There you go. Yes, the Aggie Spring Awards, football awards, are getting some attention after the weekend. They were, after all, presented on the field after the spring game, and there was Crystal Awards, and yeah, people kind of got on the Aggies Mm. a little bit, as it can happen. Somebody texted, so Aggies and Colts are basically the same thing. There's no need to go. Why would you need to? Certain elements, maybe. Maybe. But you don't need to go all the way that far. Uh, we do appreciate those texts coming in. Specs text line, 337-3776. Give us your thoughts on the Longhorn Spring game. What did you like? What did you not like? And if you do have some kind of comment on any other spring game you saw. There were a lot of them this weekend. Not just Texas and Texas A&M. Uh, there's a lot of them out there. Coming up, it's our Flex 30 segment. We'll talk some uh, Texas basketball as the portal continues to be open for a little while longer. What is Rodney Terry trying to do about it? Plus, if you were surprised on this one, then you haven't been paying attention. We'll get you that commitment announcement next on The Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad and Zay. Hope you're having a good Monday. We're talking spring game stuff coming out of the weekend. NBA playoffs fired up. Some uh, NFL news in the NFC East. Jalen Hurts, highest paid player by average salary now ever. $255 million extension. We hit that one. All right, Zay. um, This song... When you first started playing it, okay, now I'm going to a different. So, is this uh, uh, "Best of My Love"? Yeah, that's right. Is that right? <sighs> now I got to come up with who it is. Is it a group name or a single name? Group name. It's a group name. Um, yeah, I don't have it. I don't have it. Who is it? The emotions. Yeah, the emotions. Come it. 
Good song. I don't know enough about the emotions. Yeah, this might be it. I'm this not going to lie. Maybe the one? Yeah, because I didn't even know who, this, <laughs> who sung this song, so this might be it. Uh, I did recognize the song, though. The Emotions, White Lion and Dio get us started today. Hope you're having a good Monday. Um, thanks to Joe Cook for his time. Back into more spring game talk, NBA playoff talk in the 2 o'clock hour. We'll do a little Texas basketball talk here and get you an update on a commitment that we knew was coming. Now it's official. Let's get into the flex segment. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Yeah, this one's not going to be a shock to you if you're a Texas fan and you've been paying attention, or for that matter, if you are, I think it's Florida, Clemson. Maybe LSU was involved, but in the end, we knew it was going to be Michigan for Blake Frazier, and he made that official over the weekend. Now, of course, this is an official commitment. Anything can happen up to the moment they sign. Zay, Blake Frazier is a senior this next year at Vandegrift, one of the talented offensive linemen there. We've been talking about him for a while, and once again, his dad played at Michigan on the offensive line with Tom Brady. So many have thought for a while that it was going to be maize and blue, and uh, he did tweet that out over the weekend. And you know that he realizes when he starts his tweet with, I guess we all knew this was coming, dot, 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 go blue. So... All the best to Blake Frazier. He is yeah. now made that official. No big shock, Zay, but we'll watch him this year at Vandegrift, and then he's headed off to Michigan. That's got to be so cool for that family. Yeah, congrats to Blake. Real suspenseful, Blake. Yeah, right. I Real mean, suspenseful. Hey, what did I tell y'all? A, few, a couple weeks ago when he tweeted out that old picture of himself as a little bitty kid wearing <laughs> that big Michigan helmet, that's when you really knew you had no shot. Yeah, he ain't try. <laughs> no he shot. He ain't try at all. But, uh, yeah, well done, and hardball. Lucky to have him. That's a big-time get all the way to Texas to get that type of player. Yeah, it's it's big-time stuff, and obviously got the family connection there. So that family's going to be excited to uh, continue to check out Michigan games. Also, uh, let's give a shout-out to Jacob Henry, also of Vandegrift now. i got to get used to that. Jacob Henry no longer at Lake Travis. He's over at Vandegrift. And uh, after having a good conversation with the coaches, he announced that he's gotten an offer from Northwestern State. I'm guessing that list uh, will grow for Jacob Henry as he gets ready to uh, head into this next year at Vandegrift. And remember, he is a 24, class of 24 guy as well. So this will be his senior year. All right, Zay, in terms of... in terms of spring game stuff, we will get to a couple guys. I wanted to ask you, what you think of Ethan Burke? I thought he did well. I thought he did well. He had a sack and he had a couple of tackles. Again, it's just so hard to really focus on the defense knowing that it's the spring game. But I thought Ethan did well, and he brought some promise to the edge. Now, there still needs to be a lot of work sure. with those edge players. We know the – pressure rate last year and the sack total that's a bad ratio not good for as many pressures that they got they gotta get the quarterback down way more and that's a point of emphasis for Pete Kukowski's crew 
But yeah, man, I, I thought Ethan Berg, he showed why he was that big time recruit coming out of Westlake High. Looks like he's been in the weight room too. Right, yeah. Develop the, the the body's developed in this over this year. Yeah, I think he, he's imposing out there. Yeah, I think he came in kind of like Home Vosick around two thirty, and now he's about two fifty. So yeah, I like that for him. Yeah. Also, a shout out to a guy we forgot to mention coming in on Friday. Colin Page got a little time. The running back that went to Anderson. That's right. He got a little uh, little action as well. Um, I thought Ethan Burke looked good. Um, also, I was going to mention on the A and M side of it for Westlake, Pierce Turner. The receiver, I guess technically he'd be a tight end, 6'3", 195, red shirt, freshman, caught a touchdown in the Aggie spring game and had another uh, another catch or two. So there you go. It's a rarity for the Westlake guys to go to A&M, but there are a few of them over the years. Yeah. It's happened. Yeah, Swope. Little Ryan Swope, little, uh, what was Schrader's name, uh, Coach Schrader's kid's name, Chad Schrader. Oh, lightning quick. Yeah. Lightning quick out there. Uh so uh, shout out to those guys who did well in a spring game. Also, Zay, let's mention this Texas basketball portal stuff. Over the weekend, uh, we can kind of get people updated. Uh, as I heard the story yesterday developing on Jaden Nunn, a 6'4 guard out of VCU that came to visit the Longhorns this weekend. So he's in the portal. Uh, and there's also the uh, the big center. Is it from Virginia or? Yeah. Is that the one? Kendrick. Yeah, apparently he's going to visit Texas this week. So for those fans wondering, hey, what's Rodney Terry doing in terms of the the portal? They're going to be talking to some guys this week, but there's also some names kind of being taken off the list for Texas that you updated me on. I had not heard a couple of these. Let's update everybody. Yeah, that guy from Virginia is Kendrick Sheardrick, the big 6'11", Shedrick, right. Okay. center. And, yeah, Chad, unfortunately – Rice transfer Quincy Oliveri is going to Xavier. Mm. So, yeah. Like, well, did we just beat them, though? Like, obviously, he didn't care about that. We just beat them. Sometimes that stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. It don't. It don't. Sometimes so. it doesn't matter. Sometimes yeah. it really doesn't matter. Now, is that a guy? Um, so, he was at Rice. Is he a Texas guy? Yeah. Do we know? I mean, he can hoop. Yeah, he's a Texas guy. Okay. He can put the ball in the bucket. He's it, a Texas guy. He dropped 28 on us. It's not like he's got family in Ohio is what I'm saying. Nah. Okay. All right. Nah, so. That's not good. That's not good. what it is. What about the cat at Oral Roberts? He visited Kansas State this past weekend. I haven't heard anything yet. Okay. So, that's good. Max A. Smith is between Kansas State. And Texas. Because your concern is that body-wise and, and basketball-wise, he would kind of match up with Noel. Noel. Exactly. Yeah, with what but they, they just don't play alike, though. Okay. You know, Max Aismas is a score. You know, Marquise Noel, he did both. So, I don't know, but Jerome Tang, he cool, man. He be playing a little baby in the locker room, and they be freestyling and stuff, and they... They do it big down there in Manhattan. He's done a good job. So I wouldn't knock him for going there, but we know all we've lost in Texas basketball as of late. It'd be good to bring somebody in. Somebody texted, and I told y'all his mama went there and his mama went there. Frazier to Michigan. I think they typed that, maybe typed that wrong. His dad went there and his mama went there. I think they both went there. Yeah, that is a Michigan family. Somebody else texted, Zay, how concerned are you about the portal acquisitions or lack thereof in basketball? A little concerned. A little concerned. You told me earlier you were kind of looking at your phone this weekend. Yeah, yeah, a little concerned. Kind of checking it out. Um, yeah, I, I guess, so in terms of what would be what would be needed, what would be helpful, like is this, is Jaden – 
Nunn. Is that a name that was kind of on your radar? Is that a name that will make people react? He's a sophomore. He's only played one year at VCU, if I'm seeing it correctly. Yeah, he has around nine points, so he's solid. He's a solid point, tough, you know, okay. athletic. So they're locked in on him. Jeff Howell just texted me, said they're locked in on him. They weren't as locked in on Oliveri, so that's good. So they're okay. locked in on Nunn and Ace Miss. And both of those guys like the ball in their hands. So that's always good when you're trying to develop a team. You need guys that can handle that rock, especially since you've got no guards at the moment. Now, Ace Miss, I don't know, we've talked about him. Do you know where he's from? Like where? Uh, Dallas. Okay. Yeah, Dallas. Which, that would explain how he ended up at Oral Roberts because it's not that far away. But then, okay, so he'd have more connections as a Texas guy than he would going up to Kansas State. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so if you're a Longhorn fan, keep your keep your fingers crossed on that. But that transfer portal goes about what another month or so, May 11th ish, something yeah. like that is yeah. when that closes down. Yeah, football, football and basketball they close about the same time. I think mid May, right? Something like that. And now we are into such a fascinating time in football because this just didn't used to be the way. In the old days, you could obviously transfer after the spring game. That makes total sense, but not like this. Not like spring games happen and then the door just swings open. Hey, have you had your one acceptable, it doesn't matter, transfer? No. Well, you can if you want, if you want to go. So you go through these spring games. Did you get the reps you wanted? Did you have the performance you wanted? Did the fans rip you on social media afterwards and you decide that you need something fresh? Yeah, and you could see why Brennan Thompson dipped. You could definitely see why he left. Everybody's wondering, yeah. oh, he had so much promise, a speed guy, and he does, and he did here. But what we saw on Saturday, with guys out like Isaiah Nayor and KCK, who I expect to get some reps next year, especially Isaiah Nayor, that wide receiver room thick, boy. Yeah, it is. And I love that it's thick. It well, needs to be thick. It always has to be that way because there was a point in time where it wasn't very recently. We've talked about this guy a few times in the flex segment, even though he was at DeSoto. What would you think of Jontae Cook? He got that dog in him. Like the long touchdown? Now he roasted the walk-on that passed by Malik Murphy. I was a walk-on cornerback guard. Him. Mm-hmm. But still, he showed flashes of that five-star guy coming out of the Soto that's highly touted. Also for Jontae Cook, the good news there, uh, two full steps into the end zone before dropping the ball, and no backflips, front flips, or anything that he got him flagged. that type of guy. I'm just saying there was no extra attitude that got him yeah, flagged. Yeah, but you saw him wilding that. was that, good. You saw him wilding that seven on seven a couple of years ago, and you've <laughs> held that against him ever no, since. No, 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 no. I'm, not just, I'm just saying that's all good news. I might tell him that when there's a better guy covering him on that play, maybe don't. Let's not maybe have the ball that low as you're crossing the goal line. Maybe we oh, keep that man. tucked. Maybe we keep that tucked. Oh, bit. yeah, you tuck it, you know, make sure you have both hands on the ball when you cross the end zone. Don't celebrate, just hand it to the ref. Old school old school football, just like my guy Dick Buckus used to do it back in the day. You know, Tiki Barber <laughs> used to fumble, and then Tom Coughlin helped him to not fumble. Have I, I love the way Tiki carried it, man. Have I told you that story? Junior, uh, no, I, lo- I told you that's what I was looking forward to seeing. I want, I was looking forward to seeing Jonte. I wish they'd have gotten him a little bit more, a couple more routes in that mid range area because I think him on slants and and crossing routes are going to be really interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm nervous about. Guys not eating. 
guys out here hungry because right, there's right? Not, not enough ball to go around for everybody. Yeah, Jordan Whittington looks really good in the slot. Oh, he knows he's going to be open a lot. Man, that's he a knows. tough cover. For a, most of the teams Texas is going to play, that is a tough cover. Good luck when 13's in the slot with everything else they could do and all the stuff they could call around him. That's, that's tough to deal with. Yeah, and Joe's right. With Isaiah Nayor being out last year, put a lot of guys out of place. And with how deep they are this year, it don't matter. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Guys can move around and guys could really thrive just because everybody is so cold. You can't focus on just one dude. And that's a beautiful thing. Yo, A.D. Mitchell, that dude has some pro-level – he got some pro-level skills. Yeah, that was a real, obviously really nice play to go up the ladder and grab that one. And obviously once it turns into real reps, he was wearing a green jersey. Yeah. So there's a specialized yeah. quality to him in the game. Nobody's really allowed to put hands on him in any way. But a catch like that cannot be ignored. And that's also what we didn't see enough of last year. Quarterbacks are not going to be perfect. So can somebody make a play for him? And we didn't see enough of that last year. That's a big moment, too. Go make a play. If the quarterback gets it close sometimes, sometimes you can go be a freak, too. And that's what AD did. Yeah. So the yeah. uh, Kool-Aid's still in the jar. Okay. Now I'm you were gulping sipping. the tank. I'm sipping gulping the bit. tang now, okay. though. All right. I'm gulping the tank because we still don't know how Steve Sarkeesian's play calling is going to be. We don't know. We could get cocky and arrogant like we've seen and – Things that go wrong there. So uh, sometimes keeping it simple and just letting your guys, your talent that you've been searching for ever since you got here from Alabama, let your talent thrive. Just put the ball in their hands. It don't got to be an over 25-yard throw. It don't. Mm-hmm. It does not. All right. Uh, also coming out of this weekend, it does feel like Longhorn fans specifically are enjoying what they saw from their team, and they also enjoyed what they saw out of the once and future rival. This text comes in on the Specs text line three three seven three seven seven six. Who knew we were in award season in football? Ha ha. See, there's a way I could have went about it. On the text. Like, y'all could have done it. Y'all could have filmed it still, but behind the scenes with social media team where everybody's in the locker room, where everybody's chilling in the film room so you could showcase your facilities and stuff and just say, hey, we're going to do offense and defensive spring. Who had the best spring? MVP. That would have been a little bit better, but after the game, though. Zay, be honest. Once they decided to make crystal trophies of the – offensive and defensive MVPs for spring, would it have mattered how they presented them? Be be honest. Would it have mattered? Video gets out on social media of Jimbo presenting Crystal to the guys in the locker room. Do you really think that goes over any better? It wouldn't have been good, but it wouldn't have been this bad. Okay. Because out on the field is different. It is. See, I I thought one of the jokes was going to be that the Aggies only has 75 yards on the field because they're doing construction (laughs) in one end. They only went one way the whole time. It was like when we were kids and the dad of the guy you were playing in his yard had a badass car and he would tell you, hey, y'all aren't going that way. So we had to go the other way the whole time. We couldn't go to that one end zone. That's what I thought the joke was going to be. Hey, Aggies, what's, what, what, how come you couldn't get 100 yards? What's going on? But no, the Aggies provided the joke with the crystal. Ain't Kyle Field enough or big enough? Y'all need more construction? What y'all doing? I honestly don't know. I didn't realize it was happening. And then I tune in and I realize, wait, what's going on down there in the south end? I don't know, man. <laughs> They're in a building mode. All right. They love to build, loving to get, I guess, bigger, maybe put more seats in. More sweets? I have no idea. 
more new scoreboard? <laughs> I don't know what's going in. Uh, and no to the person who says that they hung a banner. We have no proof that the Ooh. Aggies hung a banner after the spring game. And unlike years ago, they did not claim the spring game as a victory. Actually, I probably should go double-check the schedule on that one, but I don't think they claimed it as a victory. Yo, I think those dudes that won the awards are getting their numbers hung up in the stadium. That is not true. They're not. They're <laughs> Retired. Not, no, they're not. Never reti- worn again. <laughs> they're not retiring the numbers just because they were spring MVPs. Good grief. Coming up next, where are we at in society with Zay? Back to the spring game talk with the Longhorns at 2 and the NBA playoffs off and running. And there are two huge injuries. Injuries that could affect everything. We'll see if we have any updates for you later on on the horn. Chad and Zay. All right, rolled it through a Monday. A lot of spring game talk. Longhorn fans giving us their reactions. A lot of folks reacting to the Aggie spring game, not the game itself, the fact that they presented spring football awards after the game on the field. Shockingly, social media had a reaction. All right, Zay. Um, oh, interesting. That means this is an old school. I've heard that before. That means this is the song that was sampled later. I don't remember either artist, though. That's the problem. All right, so who's this? Chicago. Oh, I didn't know that. Street player. Oh, wow. Now I feel like I'm learning something. Yeah, the things don't fall into my mind. Who is that that later did that? Was that like Delight or somebody? Or I have no clue. There's some... Yeah, that little... That little hook got used later on. Y'all let me know. Music snobs, assemble. Let me know uh, what that is. Chicago, The Emotions, White Lion, and Dio have all been a part of the show today. Somebody texted, official Aggie highlights, one field goal and two extra points included. How (laughs) dare you? Oh, it's a Twitter little highlight package. I'm sure that'll be thrilling to watch. All right, uh, I did double check that uh, just to make sure on the Aggie schedule, it does list the maroon and white game as the first game, and many teams do that. They put the score, but they did not count it as a victory or a loss. Just double checking. All they, right. They also did something at the end of the season, Zay, that I'm not a huge fan of. Some fans would say this is just wishful thinking and looking forward and trying to be positive, but on December 2nd, it says at SEC Championship in Atlanta. That kind of bugs me as a fan. Why? Because I don't think my team deserves to do that right now. They just don't. Bama can do that if they want to. Georgia can do that if they want to. We need to do that. I hope it says that for ours. Texas should do that. Yeah. Texas should, expectation. Texas should do that this year. That's probably every year. This year, that's every probably year. fair. But then sometimes I've seen A and M take the extra step of like on their calendar for the year. You'll literally go to that day and they put like a Aggie helmet. See y'all tripping on that day. No, like, whoa, don't, whoa, don't do whoa. That. If you want to just say it's the SEC championship, <laughs> yeah. that's fine. But at SEC championship, that makes it seem like you're saying you're going to be there for sure. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Slow your roll. SEC championship, December second. There's no need for an at. There's no need for at there. Don't do that. This is one of our road games. We're going to Atlanta. Calm down. Please. 
Calm down. All right. Um, we will get back into some spring game talk for you Longhorn fans of what you thought of the game. We're getting a lot of good reaction there. Um, we also want to remind you, Ball Don't Lie is coming up. Somebody texted us earlier. They can't wait to hear Rod Babers specifically going off on A&M giving awards for the spring game. We'll see if that happens. You know Rod and Harge and Patrick will have thoughts on the Texas spring game as well. That follows us at 3 o'clock. Right now it's where we at in society with Zay. Let's see if Zay wants to rip on my Aggies or something else. Here we go. Where are we at in society today? Did you find something else about the Aggie spring game? Nah, make fun nah, of? Nah. No, no, no. I'm going to let y'all live. Okay, I appreciate you. All right, is there something on Twitter for me here? Yep, check it out. All right. The Oakland A's, one of the worst franchises in the major leagues. Their coliseum is just getting worse and worse. And now there is a possum living in the visiting broadcast booth. Do what? Yeah, a possum where it stinks so bad that nobody could work in there. They got to move the broadcasters. What? Picture Craig Way going to... Who would have a possum problem? Lubbock. <laughs> and them putting Craig in the broadcast booth that he normally works in, and there's a possum roaming around, stinking up the place. Oh, my God. Crapping. This isn't a visiting. Doing the nasty with other possums. Broadcast booth. That is gross. This is like even further than what the Washington football team was dealing with. At least yeah, they, they had were, rats. They were just leaking. Oh, they did have a rat. Yeah, they had rats. They, yeah. We're getting even bigger now. But they weren't. Were there rats in the stadium? I feel like the rats were just at the facilities. It's not better. The but stadium, their, their stadium was leaking. We know yeah. that. When it affects the other team coming in, that's when it really becomes a problem. Yeah, that's when you look so unprofessional. <laughs> You couldn't figure out the possum? By the way, I would not be the one to send in there for that because possums appear to be from the devil to me. They're so demonic looking. They freak me out. Yeah, I don't do possum. I don't do any rodent, but possum, hell no. Possums freak me out. Raccoons freak me out a little bit. I dealt with an armadillo in the last year or so. They're, that wasn't my favorite time. And the skunk is an obvious one I don't want to deal with because of the extra thing you have to deal with. So, yeah, I don't want to go dealing with the possum, but somebody should have. So they called the exterminator. Exterminator can't do nothing. What? <laughs> the exterminator said, it's out of my hands. What kind of weird Oakland exterminator do we have? <laughs> Zay, this affects my baseball team, and this affects the team that a lot of people listening right now love. If you are a Rangers or Astros fan, we should be highly concerned. Because when they're sending... Oh, yes, ALS, huh? What's my man's name? With the, Jared Sandler? Is that, is that the voice of the Rangers now? We're sending a group of pe- broadcast teams to Oakland. We can't have them coming back with rabies. Yeah, it can't be rabid, can it? Dude, it's bad enough that when these two teams get, get together, that's cool because they just got together. By the way, the Rangers won that series. I'm not sure if y'all realize that, that oh, the Rangers won the series for the first time in a long time in Houston. But when they have to travel out west, that's tough enough. We don't need to have possums when we get out there. We got enough possums at home. So this ain't a rodent? A possum's not a rodent? I don't I'm about to school me on game. I ain't watched that much crocodile hunting growing up. I'm going to have to double check on whether a possum is, a, is in the rodent family or not. I would have to double check that. Don't know. Yeah, where I'm from, that's a fat-ass rat. Or is a possum a... Would it that's, be cons- a that's a light-skinned rat. Is it considered a marsupial? Because they have... That's the, what they're saying. Because they have the pouch? You carry the kids in the pouch, I think that's a marsupial. So, so we're possible like no kangaroo? Like a kangaroo or a wombat. 
I think a wombat's also one of those. See, y'all were just making stuff up when y'all were <laughs> y'all were trying to put these animals and families and Dude. stuff. Because when I see possum, I don't think no kangaroo. Ooh, that is that is that's scary, man. We can't have that. Cannot have that. Let's get it taken care of, Oakland. I think if the broadcast team goes in, there's a possum, and they they can get evidence of the possum. Then the Rangers or Astros or whoever it is going in, that's a that's a free series victory right there. We don't even have to play all the games. We're going home. We're out. You got to you got to give us two free games for that. That's foul. We'll just play, we'll play one game. We get the other two, and we're going home. Yo, I've always heard bad things about the Oakland A's. You you know, money ball. They've always been tight on money compared to other teams and stuff. But this, I love the colors. That the hats classic. But this now, this is stuff that gets your franchise moved. Now, look, I've heard of people in California that are weathermen, weathermen, the weather, people that work in meteorology. I've heard of that being like an easy job and people just kind of guess or whatever. How are you an exterminator? And your response to this problem is, I don't know. <laughs> it's a possum. It's not some microscopic creature. I can see the picture of it right here. It is a, a pretty large creature. Deal I with mean, it. But to get back there, you must have to tear some things down that might mess up. You know, I, I don't. I'm want, trying to put them on TV. I don't want to be too Texas country on them, and I hope they're not being too. Not Cal- the country. The people like that. I hope they're not being too California careful here. Devise a plan to lure the possum out of its lair and into that booth. Then follow me. Kill it. What are we? Don't tell me we're going like all California style where we're trying to preserve the animal and send it out to a... F- no! <laughs> Kill it. Kill it. That's what you do. Kill it. Trust me, the Rangers and Astros broadcast teams will respect bullet holes and knife and knife cuts in the wall a lot more than they will if they see a live possum. Come on. I think this possum's grandfather saw Ricky Henderson break the record. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just legendary possum. That is the weirdest connection you could have ever made. What a strange... Maybe it's just legendary possum. They've been there for decades. That is strange. Years and years and years. You can't get them out. See, that'd be even worse if they said to the exterminator, go get the possum, and it's like, no, I love Grandpa Ricky. Oh, jeez. Okay. Fair enough. No, we named it Vita Blue. All right, get out of here. This is stupid. All right, 2 o'clock hour coming up. Longhorn spring game reaction continues. NBA playoffs continue. But will they continue with a freak? And will they continue with Ja? We'll see if there's any updates coming up on the Horn.